You're listening to the reflection show of Zach's Spooktacularathon. Hey everybody, it's your host here, Zach, the host of Zach's Spooktacularathon. Uh, formerly, this is going to be the last show in regards to Zach's Spooktacularathon. Maybe we'll do it again next year. I haven't thought that far ahead yet. Just trying to get through this week, to be honest. But you are listening to The Reflection Show, where I'm just going to talk about how the Spooktacularathon went and what I thought of the films I watched. First of all, I just want to let you guys know that I am hella stressed. I don't think I'm the only one. It's been a crazy week. Uh, We might even know who's president by the time this comes out. I I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, Today, I'm going to be counting down from the top 10 films that I watched, and hopefully I'll be able to count them all within 20 minutes of this episode. But, you know, I I learned that counting takes a lot of time, and we just kind of have to be patient with that. So maybe you'll stick along for this whole episode. Uh, We might have a president by the end of this episode. I'm recording this on Thursday night, and it's coming out on Friday night, probably around 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Uh, and we're, we're going to just try to get through this, so uh, stick along with me. should be about 20 minutes of me talking to you, ranting about horror films for the last time for a while. Uh, at the end of this episode, I'm also going to let you guys know where this podcast is headed, because it is not over. There's going to be more to this podcast. We're going to record two to three times a week, definitely two times a week, still deciding whether we want to do three times a week or not. Uh, but your feedback is welcome. And you can let me know what you thought of the Spooktacularathon as well. Let's start off today with the top 10 films I watched. Because that's going to be easier to talk about, I think, than my least favorite films. The top 10 films that I watched, I have to start right off with number 10. We're going to go back to Wes Craven film, Nightmare on Elm Street. And I really enjoy this film. I don't think it aged way too well, but there have been so many remakes and sequels to this franchise uh, that it is very rewatchable, and Freddy is still so familiar to everyone, and definitely one of the scariest things that someone can be on Halloween. Coming in at number nine is Goodnight Mommy. Now, if you've listened to this podcast, you know my thoughts on Goodnight Mommy, and they're not great. This was a horror film marathon, and this was probably the scariest film I watched, or at least the most unsettling film I watched. It's very fun. It has an amazing ending, which I'm not going to talk about. I'm going to try as hard as I can not to spoil any of the films I watched, but there's a possibility that I might spoil one or two of the films. So if you hear me start talking about a film and you're very sensitive to any sort of spoilers, maybe jump ahead a little. Uh, but good night, mommy. Very scary, crazy stuff in that film. So that's coming in at number nine. It would be higher up because it's so fantastic of a film, but I think I'm, I'm judging with a bias and this is my ranking. So I am in control. I'm judging with a bias because it scared the shit out of me. Didn't love it, but I appreciate it. I guess number eight. We've got Scream. That's right. We're already two Wes Craven films into this list, which is wild. Uh, Nightmare on Elm Street was great. Scream 
was just such a good like it's a I feel like it's a cult film really because it doesn't take itself too seriously. It's probably the most meta horror film there is out there and it's super enjoyable. It aged pretty well. I mean there's there's some flaws. I think it was like 1990, so somewhat recent. Uh, but Wes Craven, he does his thing. He even uh, references his own movies in the film. He references A Nightmare on Elm Street. He references Halloween. And I think there's tons of other horror films referenced in screen. So that one sits on the list at number eight. Number seven, Suspiria. We'll talk a little bit more about Suspiria in a bit. Uh, but Suspiria is also kind of cult horror. Uh, it stands up as one of the best foreign horror films. Uh, it's an Italian film, and it really perfects that Italian horror genre. And surprisingly, not as much dancing as I thought was going to be in that film. Now, there's a remake that I have not seen yet. It came out in 2018, I think. Uh, by the guy who directed Call Me By Your Name, and I'm going to try and pronounce his name, and I think it's Luca Gudinino, but I could be totally off. That guy, uh, he did the remake for Suspiria, and I really want to watch it because the old film is so good and brilliantly directed. It's got beautiful colors. Highly recommend watching it. Number six. We've got one of the most classic horror films of all time. It's still talked about today. The director has quite the following. He's made so many films. He's not alive anymore. But this film was Psycho. And Psycho is kind of a noir horror film. And it is fantastic. It is unnerving. It's a little slow. It's black and white. But it is a classic. And you cannot deny that it is still scary. Number five, another classic. Uh, we're getting to the top of the list here, so it's going to be a lot of classics from here on out. Number five, we've got Halloween, the most iconic Halloween film of all time. Uh, I'm going to see how many times I can say Halloween in the next minute, uh, but Halloween is such a good film. Michael Myers, scary character. People still dress up as Michael Myers. There's a cool uh, TikTok guy that somehow turned up on my TikToks. Um, I don't know how the algorithm works really, but he turned up on my TikToks. Maybe they found out I watched Halloween somehow with their data mining. I don't know. Uh, but Halloween, fantastic film. I loved it. It's a good like uh, popcorn film, really. Have, sit aside with a bowl of popcorn, maybe some raisinets, mix it in there. And just watch a really unnerving stalker film. Number four, talk about late night screenings. We've got the cult classic, maybe the highest grossing cult film of all time. I don't know. I didn't do any research on that. I just suspect that the cult screenings of this film have raised the most money worldwide of any cult film. Um, but the Rocky Horror Picture Show is so good. I love that film. The music is great from the very beginning. You've just got this singing that it, it brings you into the film. It eases you into what you're about to watch and you are in for an adventure that makes almost no sense to me, but I enjoy it. 
I enjoy it a lot. It made it all the way to number four on this list. I don't know why I enjoy it. Uh, maybe it's the meatloaf. It might be the meatloaf. I'm a big meatloaf fan. Um, I might keep mentioning meatloaf because somehow this podcast, when I recorded the Rocky Horror Picture uh, show podcast, uh, somehow it made it on like the top 10 best meatloaf podcasts of all time. Uh, I think it's just some random website. I don't think it's like really a certified thing at all, but I was pretty proud of that. I, I want to be known as one of the best meatloaf podcasts of all time. So let's let's just talk for the next 20 minutes about Bad Out of Hell. Now, Bad Out of Hell, no, we're not going to go there. I'm not going to talk about every meatloaf album uh, that I own and listen to all the time. Uh, but uh, Bad Out of Hell is great. Um, Rocky Horror Picture Show, really fun. It's just a fun time. Watch it with your friends. Then come back, listen to the podcast, listen to me talk about meatloaf for a couple minutes. And just, just have a good evening. Have a good evening. Number three, horror romance is something we don't see a lot of. But Let the Right One In brings us in, into that genre. Let the Right One In is a beautiful love story between two young adults. Uh, I guess you could call them children. They're pretty young. Uh, and it's, it's, it's bloody fun bloody fun. There's a lot of blood. There's a lot of this girl killing people. Uh, but it's it's a lovely vampire story that just warms your heart. And then out of nowhere, this, this little girl will just start killing people and sucking their blood. But it's touching. Number two, one of my favorite horror films of all time. And arguably, because number one is not the scariest film anymore, I might say number two is my favorite horror film of all time. But number two is The Shining. You've got your Jackie, Jack, <laughs> Jackie Nicholson. I don't know where I'm going. Uh, Jack Nicholson, Shelley Duvall. I might have added the end of Shelley to Jack there to make Jackie Nicholson. But you got your Jackie Nicholson. You got your Shelley Duvall. You got a lot of other people that are great in this film. Well, not a lot of other people. It focuses on a family that's trapped in a resort. I guess they choose to be trapped there, so I shouldn't really use the word trapped. But Jack Nicholson goes crazy, and this might be his best acting performance of all time. I think it is. I think it is. Shelley Duvall, there's a lot of backlash about her acting in this film. I think it's fine. It works for me. There's almost nothing wrong with this film. Number one, speaking of flawless, the number one film in my opinion, that I watched, and this is not a contested opinion. This opinion is shared by many people, I'm sure. But number one is one of the highest grossing films of all time, and that film is Jaws. You got John Williams teamed up with Steven Spielberg, one of the best directors of all time, teamed up with one of the best composers of all time, one of his favorite composers, clearly, because he reuses him a lot. Uh, but Jaws is the perfect summer blockbuster if you never want to go swimming at a beach again. If you listen to that podcast episode, it's a fun one. We'll talk about that in a minute, but it's a pretty fun one. Um, and I, I love the movie. The acting is fantastic. The animatronic that I think is still somewhere in Universal Studios. You could probably go visit it if you visit the theme park. It's still somewhere there. It's beautiful. 
it seems real. It's a very scary shark, very big shark. Uh, and it doesn't seem dated at all, which is crazy because I think this film came out in like 1980. It's a pretty old film. Um, I quantify old by anything that was born before me and Jaws was born before me. Uh, so it's, it's a pretty old film, but it's, it has aged very well. Um, and it's, it's got that young adult scare in it. You can watch this and enjoy it anywhere from ages. I don't know, like 13 to 80 is kind of the age range. It's a very wide audience that can watch this film and enjoy it for different reasons. It feels like a classic film. It's also got the jump scares in it. Not too many jump scares, but it's got a couple that make you kind of jump out of your seat. But it's a real good drama horror film that has aged well. So those are my top 10 films. Let me know what you think. You can message me on Anchor or you can uh, hit up my social media, which is in the description for this podcast, or shoot me an email. If you're a little old fashioned, I still read my emails. uh, So you can shoot me an email if you want. Uh, Let's take a quick break here. And then we are going to talk about my favorite podcast that I recorded. There's going to be a little bit of overlap, but that's fine. We'll be right back after this break. Hey, everybody. I just wanted to let you know that you can become a supporter of this podcast by donating as little as 99 cents a month on Anchor. And 50% of all proceeds for this podcast will be going to local film festivals, local arts organizations, local movie theaters, and local concert venues. So I also wanted to talk about my five favorite podcasts that I recorded, uh, so that if you really don't want to listen to the show, which I don't know why you're really listening to this episode at this point, because this is the final episode of the show. Uh, but if you really don't want to listen to all the episodes, or if you've seen some of the films but don't want to listen to all the episodes, these are the ones I would recommend you listen to because I had the best time recording them. I think they have the best content, etc. cetera. Uh, number five was Let the Right One In. I had a lot of fun watching this film, and I had a lot of fun talking about it as well. Um, it's... A pretty unique film that was remade a couple years after it came out. I have not seen the remake. I think it's called Let Me In, which is such a worse name than Let the Right One In. That tells me more than I need to know. It basically tells me that I don't really need to watch the new one because the original is just so good. It's such a good foreign film that has really good child actors in it. Uh, and tells a very unique story. So I had a lot of fun recording that podcast. I recommend you check that one out. Uh, number four was Goodnight Mommy. Goodnight Mommy, talked about it a little bit already, but Goodnight Mommy has a wild story that comes out of nowhere. I did not expect the ending of Goodnight Mommy. I did not expect the tone of Goodnight Mommy. It is extremely unsettling and disturbing. And I did not enjoy watching it, to be honest, because I had to close my eyes a couple times. I had to scream a couple times. I had to stop eating quite a few times. Uh, it's a disturbing film, but that did not 
stop me from recording that podcast that night. And you can tell throughout that podcast that I was getting over being disturbed so much. So it's it's got a fun tone to the podcast as well as the film. Highly recommend you check out the film first if you have not watched the film because there's a big spoiler in that podcast. Uh, but definitely check out Goodnight Mommy. Come back and listen to the podcast. Uh, number three was Jaws. And I loved talking about Jaws because I don't like swimming in the ocean as it is. I don't need sharks to deter me from that. It's not a fun thing to do. I don't recommend swimming in the ocean. I'm very afraid of it. Jellyfish. Maybe there needs to be a horror film about jellyfish because I'm more afraid of jellyfish than I am of sharks, to be honest, because they're more prevalent and they cause a lot of damage. And you don't really know what jellyfish are going to sting you lightly and which ones are just going to kill you in an instant. It's kind of like rattlesnakes. Actually, well, rattlesnakes, you kind of know you're going to die pretty quick if you get bitten by one. But yeah, uh, I had a lot of fun talking about my fear of the ocean in that podcast. So definitely check it out. It's a good time. Number two was the Rocky Horror Picture Show. I very much enjoy watching this film every chance I get. I've seen this film multiple times. I saw it at the Neptune in Seattle which is a big historic theater, uh, kind of near the University of Washington. And it was just a fun experience. I highly recommend if you ever go or ever have the chance to go to a cult screening of Rocky Horror Picture Show, don't take it lightly. It's, it's an experience that you will never forget. I remember walking into that theater and seeing very think different things that I was not used to seeing in the world. Um, definitely check it out. Come back, listen to the podcast. Uh, cult screenings might be something that disappear for a while. So you can watch it at home. You can watch party it with your friends, watch it with your family. Uh, depending on what you, what age you are, I don't recommend watching it with your family. If you're like really young and your parents are really old, cause they'll probably be like, you should not be watching this. And you'll probably be like, why am I stuck with my parents watching this? Uh, but if you're old enough, and I think most of the listeners to this podcast are over the age of like 20, 22, check it out and come back and listen to the podcast. I had a good time talking about meatloaf. I talked a little bit about my vinyl collection and the obsession I have with meatloaf. I'm not going to talk about it anymore right here. That's it. We're, we're done talking about Rocky Horror for now. Uh, number one. My favorite podcast that I recorded was something that was very unique to the series. I never get to record podcasts with my friends um, out of the 28 episodes I have. Only one of them was with uh, one of my friends so far. And there is room to expand that. If you want to podcast with me, let me know. Because I had such a good time talking with my friend Kevin. We talked about Suspiria. Suspiria... It's quite the film. It is scary. It is old. It is a classic. And Kevin had some great knowledge on that film that I did not have. So it was really nice to have somebody else on the episode. And it was really nice for me not to talk for a straight 20 minutes. Uh, it was probably nice to your ears not to hear my voice for a straight 20 minutes. It's a little, a little monotone, a little shrill. I don't know. Uh, but Suspiria with Kevin one of the best episodes. And that was during the final week, I think, of the podcast. So I was going out. I was 
feeling pretty burnt out. But Kevin, uh, he, he brought me back into it, and I was able to finish off the series. Um, yeah, so those are the, those are the f- five favorite podcasts that I have. Uh, most of those are the most listened to podcasts. I think The Shining is also highly listened to. That was my first episode of the podcast, and I really enjoyed discussing it. And you can tell throughout the podcast, there was a little bit of burnout that happened toward the last week. But The Shining started off strong. I definitely learned more throughout the podcast about how to edit episodes and how I wanted the episodes to flow. So that's the main reason reason why The Shining is not on that list. But if you want to start from the top, you can listen to all the episodes straight through uh, pretty much anywhere you listen to podcasts. So it starts off with The Shining and we ended with Hubie Halloween, which was also a lot of fun to record, to be honest. I enjoyed Hubie Halloween a lot more than I thought I would. So I had a really fun time talking about it and just talking about Adam Sandler. I mean, what an enigma. That guy can do whatever work he wants. Everyone will watch it. He will make so much money off any film he makes. Uh, He probably lost a lot of money, to be honest, in his first few really bad comedy films. But now he's, he's built a name for himself and Uncut Gems just push that even further. So I'm excited to see what other trashy comedies Adam Sandler can come out with in the future and maybe what other hidden or uncut gems he will release in the future. Um, yeah. So those are the, the favorite podcasts. I would love to hear which podcasts you guys personally liked. So if you have anything that you really liked, and think I should talk about more, or if you like the style of how the podcast was made for a specific podcast, I would love to know, because I really want your feedback. I know I've mentioned it probably about three times already this podcast, but I, I love feedback. So let me know if you have any favorite podcasts or favorite films that you watched. Uh, we're going to take another quick break here, and we'll be right back. So I actually decided that I don't really want to dwell too much on my least favorite films that I watched, uh, but uh, Scooby-Doo and Goosebumps, I'm looking at you. Um, yeah, I didn't I didn't want to dwell too much on it. I'll mention those two. Uh, Final Destination, not great either. Um, but that's it. That's it. We're done with the spectacular thon I have nothing else to say about the horror films that I watched at this time. So what are we doing from here? How are we moving forward? How is this podcast changing? Because we're out of October. We're into November. Horror month is is over. Um, maybe we'll revisit it next year. Maybe every October I'll force myself to watch a horror film every single weeknight. It seems pretty unlikely to me because that was way too many horror films. And while I will never run out, I'm sure, I have no desire to do that again. So starting next week... I'm super excited to announce that I'm going to continue podcasting. Yeah, you can you can all clap now. I know you're listening intently um, and really hoping that I'm going to keep recording because what am I without, without my fan base? You guys are great. Uh, none of you have ever messaged me before. We do have one contributor, uh, one supporter, so happy with that, but... 
reach out to me. Come on, let me know what uh, what movies you want me to watch and talk about. Let me know if you want to talk about a movie with me. But moving forward, next week, we're going to start the new podcast. And as of right now, and I don't think this is going to change, but there's a chance. I'm not making any promises that this title will not change. But the title of the new podcast is Franchises and Philmonks. Now, if you don't know what a franchise is, it's like McDonald's. McDonald's is a franchise. We're not going to talk about McDonald's. We're not going to talk about that type of franchise. We're going to talk about films still. We're going to talk about franchise films. I'm talking about Pirates of the Caribbean. I'm talking about Pixar. Uh, that's going to be a lot, actually. I'm talking about Mission Impossible. I'm talking about Star Wars. And then we've got filmogs. What are filmogs? Filmographies. For filmographies, I'm talking about Scorsese. Martin is the first name. If you don't, if you've never heard of Scorsese, if you've never heard of Scorsese, you're probably too young to be listening to this podcast. Uh, but Martin Scorsese, talking about Bong Joon Ho. I'm talking about Quentin Tarantino. Talking about Spike Lee. Um, yeah, it's gonna be a fun time. And I wanted to spend more time on each episode. So what I decided is we're going to reduce the podcast to two times a week. Tuesdays and Thursdays are when the, your episodes are going to come out. It should be at 5 p.m. Pacific time, 8 p.m. Eastern time. And we're going to start each series. So it's going to go like this. Every new franchise or filmography, we're going to start by talking about it. Without even talking about a specific movie all for an episode, we're going to talk about probably the director to start off. If it's the franchise, maybe we'll talk about the history of the franchise. So, like, for example, if we're talking about McDonald's, we're maybe going to talk about where they source their pickles. Uh, no, we're not talking about McDonald's. I, man, I should not have recorded this at like five o'clock. I'm clearly just thinking about food. We're talking about movies. Uh, if we talk about like Mission Impossible, maybe we'll talk about where each film was uh, filmed or where each actor was born or where Tom Cruise decided that he wanted to jump out of planes and try to drown underwater all the time. Um for Filmogs, since we're going to focus on a director, we're going to do the first episode where we talk about just the director. Uh, it will probably be like a brief history of the director. So this is going to include a little more research, which is why we're reducing the amount of episodes uh, or the amount of releases per week. And we're going to start with one of my favorite directors next week. And I have not seen all of his films. But we're going to start by watching Bong Joon-ho's full filmography. It's going to go by season. So season one of Franchises and Filmogs is going to be Bong Joon-ho season. So if you're a part of the Bong Hive, buckle up because it's time. If you don't know what Bong Hive is, uh, look it up. The Bong Hive is great. Bong Joon-ho, Oscar-winning director. Director of Parasite, director of Memories of Murder, director of Snowpiercer, director of Oakja. There's so many more. So it should be 
a really good start. So on Tuesday, this coming Tuesday, we're going to start off by jumping right into Bong Joon-ho's life. We're going to try to teach you a little bit about him. And if you have anything that you want me to point out about Bong Joon-ho, you can let me know. Because I don't know too much about Bong Joon-ho. All I know is he is a brilliant director. And I'm so excited to start the new podcast with watching all of his filmography. Um, Every episode, I'm going to watch the film. And then I'm going to talk about the film. So the first episode will just be the first film that he directed, which I'm actually not sure off the top of my head. I think it might be Memories of Murder, or it might be Barking Dogs Never Bite, if I got that title correct. Um, But we're going to start with his first film. And then the following Tuesday, we'll do his second film. The following Thursday, we'll do his third film. And it will go like that until the filmography is done. If you hate Bong Joon-ho, you're probably not going to like that. But if you stick along with me, once we're past the Bong Joon-ho episodes, we'll go into a franchise. I'm thinking Mission Impossible because I just bought all of the Mission Impossible films. Um, So I'm thinking that's where we'll go after Bong Joon-ho. But stick along with me next week, first week of Franchises and Filmogs, and we're going to start by diving into the Filmog of Bong Joon-ho. I hope you enjoyed this episode, and I will talk to you next Tuesday.